all of our electronics that I've learned mm -hmm. until we found what they call scalar waves can happen instantly and how that our human body actually uses scalar energy to transmit. That's how one sister knows the other sister got hurt or killed halfway around the country. Hey friends, thank you for listening to the All Things Good For You podcast. Join us as we explore ancient traditions, modern tools and practices in the world of health, wellness, and personal development. I'm Amy Christensen, your host and your curated mind coach. And I'm your co-host, Brian Bowen, founder of Integrative Health Inc. and better human company, High Performance Coaching. Are you ready to take control of your life and start feeling enthusiastic, empowered, and limitless each and every day? For a life well-lived, let your curiosity flow with All, all Things Good, good for, for You. <laughs> hey, Brian. What's going on, Amy? Hey, just a fabulous Monday. How about yourself? Good. A Monday afternoon countdown for the holidays and trying to squeeze it in. I've decided it's probably time since we're oh a week away that I should probably start Christmas shopping now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm wrapping all mine up. I, I get too excited when I buy Christmas presents early. And so I never save them until Christmas. So I give them away as soon as I get them. So I do better if I shop close to Christmas. <laughs> so Friday's your day, Saturday. Yeah, it's Christmas uh, Eve. I'm all over it. No. <laughs> yeah. You can just pick up doubles of whatever you get and I'll just use that same gift. So I don't have to think about yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I am just want to, I'm excited. So I want to get going on this because I'm super excited that we have a expert guest speaker on today as you guys know that you that follow and listen to us, we, me especially, and I know Amy loves them too, but we love our toys. We love anything that can help somebody feel better, live better, just have a, a, a better life, whether it is hands-on or whether it's new inventions, technology, we are always looking and playing with those things. And so we have an expert on that is going to be uh, digging into an invention that he made in the field of electromagnetic and frequency technology. So I am super pumped to dig mm -hmm. into that. Mm -hmm. I, I, it's, it's so yummy. Yep. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. We always like to investigate new tools and ways to improve our health and just keep our eye on what's coming up and what's developing and maybe what's been a while, around a while that's getting better. So yeah, I'm excited to delve in and chat with our guests today. Yeah. Just as a reminder to everybody too, anytime we talk, especially in the world of, of technology and stuff around that, we're looking at things that can help facilitate um, our health. Um, so no, we never make any claims around what things can and can't do. It's, it's up to uh, you to get your own experiences and again, get curious and utilize these things and read and educate yourself as well. But it's definitely... There's a lot of great research and there's a lot of great stuff out there to make you want to raise an eyebrow and really dig into some of this stuff. I love being a guinea pig and putting myself in all kinds of fun situations with different technologies and stuff. So you should have fun with it. Yep. Always exploring, getting curious, Brian. Shall we invite our lovely guest in? Yes. Right. So I want to welcome uh, Jean Kuntz to All Things Good for Your podcast and uh, just a little background, and I'll let Gene talk a little bit more uh, from some of his experience and background, but um, he is an amazing inventor. 
and he's been in the field of working with electromagnetic and frequency technologies for a long time. He's been working in the world of electronics and R&D for 35 plus years. Great thing is he is a local Coloradian, so that's where we are. And so it's um, extra exciting to have somebody in our backyard that has some genius to share. I love it. And so welcome, Gene, to All Things Good for You. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Glad to yes. be here. Yes. If you don't mind, do you want to expand and tell our listeners a little bit more about your background? Okay. I basically have been in electronics all my life. Originally born in South Dakota, lived there for two weeks, came to Colorado. And from then on, I pretty much a local native. Went to college in Greeley, a junior college in electronics, was drafted in the army, went to enlisted for another year, went into electronics again, Germany, spent Vietnam era over there, 72, came back, took another course while I was actually in the military and went to work at a television shop in Greeley. And after a couple of years, I decided to open my own shop and I had basically a TV shop here for 37 years. And dealing with electronics, troubleshooting, that has been my background. That's amazing. So did you, I'm just curious because we're going to be talking about your invention that you made in the field of electromagnetics and frequency technologies. Did you just, did you just pick up a Tesla book one day and that inspired you or who, who are some of the people that inspired you and how did you uh, shift and start putting some focus into this? There, Nikola Tesla was by far the the best inventor we've ever had. He uh, was banned from the Smithsonian. They went ahead telling everybody that he had not invented anything. The guy actually invented the AC electric motor and AC polyphase versus uh, Edison at the time uh, was DC all the way. And the problem with DC, it could not travel far. You would have to build a substation every block to get it to operate. But Tesla came along and he pushed AC and Edison was forcing him out of that. And Edison had only invented a light bulb filament. Tesla invented the radio. Marconi stole that from him and later they proved it in court. But without AC or electric motors, how that's helped us in our lives, yet they don't even put him in the Smithsonian. He invented the ability to what they call, we were trained in school, what they call longitudinal waves and transverse waves. And transverse wave would be like a sinusoidal wave where if you took a garden hose and whipped it up and down and it had what they call a time factor. Yet Mm -hmm. Tesla came out with this new technology back in 1916 where they could transmit electricity with at the at the speed of light, basically there was no time. And so it was classified and uh, the government used it to transmit energy, which was covered up back in 1916. And we wow, were trained by uh, the wrong way. Let's put it that way. All of our electronics that I've learned mm-hmm. until we found what they call scalar waves can happen instantly and how that our human body actually uses scalar energy to transmit. That's how one sister knows the other sister got hurt or killed halfway around the country. Wow. That's intriguing. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. After understanding that you can eliminate time 
And the theories that were given to us were shortened. There were like 16 theories and they shortened them down to two theories, but they call the string theory or Planck's constant. They did not take into account a lot of other variables. And they're very important when it comes to calculating out frequency energy in our livelihood here. And so I, what I'm, I'm trying to get around to, I was finding out this information and I was using a, a thousand watt amplifier here at the store. And I used a specific frequency related to water. And I, I was trying to charge water and the water came out blue and I drank it and the water, I, I got a, a, a real charge from this water. So I was uh -huh. gonna sell the water. And that's how I started into this situation. But I thought the body's approximately 70% water. If we just charge the body, it would give you more energy. Mm -hmm. So that put me on the path to see if there's anything on the market like that. And I found some things and there was a lot of things wrong with a lot of different devices. But I pushed forward, took me a couple of years and I came up with a device and got it patented. And today we have six patents, but it actually is called an electromagnetic field generator and it produces frequencies and it produces a multitude of frequencies. And I found that the human body, what we have is we have an atmosphere around the planet that has gases like argon, krypton, and xenon, which are three of them that I use. And they produce frequencies in the nanometer range or 12 zeros in the rainbow spectrum. And when the sun shines through those gases, they hit the planet and that's how plants and humans survive. Mm. And so I incorporated those gases. And what we're doing is we're trying to match the resonant frequency of the cells in the body. And if mm -hmm. we can do that, we can get the body to ring like a tuning fork or two guitar strings like a Memorex commercial. Mm -hmm. And if we can cause those cells to oscillate, the system can re-regulate easier. So that put me on the path. That's amazing. And I, I know you're, you're probably familiar with this, but one of the reasons we got into some of these recent conversations um, is the, the term biohacking. And people are, it's become a popular term and people are starting to utilize even like smartwatches is in that biohacking category and some other devices. And I uh, really got involved a little bit in pulsed electromagnetic frequencies and some of their abilities and was playing around with some of the devices I had. And just to, to your, your point about with, with our body being water, I had found out that by putting water on the mat, it actually even changed the pH. So there's all these unknowns of things of like little fun little discoveries of, of playing with that. But as far as the pulsed electromagnetic fields and some of the devices, uh, just to be clear with the device you have, and I'd love for you to you know tell us the name and more about that. It's It seems to me per our conversation earlier that it's not the P, the pulsed electromagnetic field that is necessarily the magic or the secret sauce in your invention. So if you could differentiate a little bit about what yours does versus pulsed electromagnetic frequency devices out there on the market. Um, I'd love to, to understand that a little bit more. Sure. Okay. So you can make a pulsed electromagnetic field several, numerous ways. One way that I use, which is the way that Nikola Tesla did, is using a high voltage pulse 
so you build up a charge through transformers and high voltage capacitors and diodes. And at a certain point, it discharges and it discharges over a distance or what they call a spark gap. And it produces a pulse. Now, along with that pulse, which they don't talk about, you have what they call a back electromagnetic field, or they call it a BEMF. And so you have an inrush, and then you have an outrush. So dealing in electronics all my life, burned up television, stereos, radios, whatever. Mm-hmm. What we found that when you turned on a device, like a stereo receiver or a television, you would get an inrush from the AC line, the power line coming in, and it would have a spike on it. And then when you turned it off, you would, well, when you turned it on, it would have an inrush and it would have an outrush. So it would go, say, left and then it would go right. So mm-hmm. that's generally what would burn up electronics was the initial surge. Mm-hmm. And the average person, if they would have left their electronics on, they would last it a lot longer than just turning them on and off. But you have this back EMF and this pulse. So you can do that with also with what they call an IGBT, which is a integrated gate device that they use for high current switching on locomotive trains or high current switching. But what we use is a high voltage, low current. And you have to match the electronics to get the desired outcome. If you're going to use a pulse, what that's going to do to the human body it's going to feel like a shock or a wave that's coming in. And Mm -hmm. you have to regulate the amount that needs to be. So when I was initially designing the device, we used a 6,000 volt transformer, then a 9,000, a 12,000, an 18,000, and a 24,000 volt transformer. And the thing was lit up like a Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. But I started turning the levels down and we started getting better results. So we found it was like the tubes weren't even lighting, but it was assimilating the right amount of energy into the body. I I liken that to taking two aspirin versus a boxcar load of aspirin. More is not better. Uh And, And so you have this spike or this pulse that occurs, but what it does is it ignites these electromagnetic or these spectrum tubes full of gases like argon, krypton, xenon, argon, helium, they all create frequencies and they have what they call bands of frequencies. And they'll, they're falling in the infrared ultraviolet range, which would be 430 to 950 nanometer range, the rainbow spectrum, that's where they're falling. Mm -hmm. And they ignite those tubes by this high voltage pulse. But if you were to just say the high voltage pulse is doing the work, then a welder would be one of the healthiest persons that you would know. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. But that's not the case. (laughs) Yeah. So it sounds to me like, so any device I've ever had, like I had a mat that you laid on that was pulsed electric magnetic field. I had this disc one time that was electromagnetic field. But none of those, like no device I've ever come across with have ever had any sort of any of these gases involved. So that would be a big distinguish, you know, something to really distinguish your device that you invented is the importance of those gases and their interface. Hey, Gene, I have, how does that tie into, obviously, your device is a machine that you have in your um, 
in your home or you're in your offices. What do you, how does that compare with things like the, like we're putting like the little magnets and things like that on to help block EMFs? Is that something that is it just a low interference? Is that any, and obviously they don't have gases and things in them, but do, is it along the same lines of interfering or interrupting the EMF fields that we're getting into on a daily basis? Or is your device going in a completely different direction? It's going, it's a ringing resonance effect. So we're trying to create a plasma energy field with frequencies derived from gases that assimilate the frequencies that are in the human body. Mm. And a magnet is more of a magnetic field, a, a left, right, or up, down, or whatever, a, a directional field. But if you look at the whole, the body itself is a frequency device. We're a living mm -hmm. energetic field. We have mm -hmm. a rhythm in the brain, the heart, the lungs, the kidneys. All your organs have a specific rhythm. And if they get out of rhythm, then there becomes a problem. Mm -hmm. And so if we bring this plasma energy, we which we are a plasma energy device, close proximity to the human body, it will allow the body to reset itself by the outer electrons spinning around of the orbital, it will take and allow them to get back into their rhythm. And this is done along with the frequencies. I've taken this whole device and set it to a negative DC potential. So when you look at it from the base up, it's negatively charged versus the opposite of what you think. The earth is negatively charged the sky is positively charged and the human body is a slight negative dc potential what they call the transmembrane potential two parts sodium produce three parts potassium a minus 50 to minus 70 millivolts is the correct level that the body cell voltage should be and even two minutes in front of the device it takes that dc potential back to the normal level and it gets out of play if you're flying in an airplane and they call it jet lag, or if you travel a lot in a rubber tired vehicle, or mm -hmm. if you wear shoes that are not leather, that we have rubber soled shoes now, then you're insulated and you're walking on asphalt or you're in skyscrapers, concrete, you're not on grass or dirt, your negative DC potential can get off and you feel tired. Mm -hmm. and you can just get on grass or dirt and walk on that or get in it and it will help the system to get back to that level or get in front of my machine. Yeah, I love it. The one thing, Amy, if you don't mind, just to what you were talking about, two things. One is I think there's we need to distinguish good pulsed electromagnetic fields versus the bad EMFs and mm -hmm. like lights and stuff like that that put out really high uh, frequencies are typically the ones that are bad versus ones that are matching our body, right? Which are as a, at a lot lower field. And then, and Gene can correct me on that. And then the other thing would be going back to what Gene, I believe you're talking about too, is AC versus DC current. So all of our electronic devices are on AC current and put out a lot higher frequencies where our body's DC and really requires low. Is that, am I in line with that a little bit, Gene? Our bodies are DC and AC. So oh, they are. Okay. Negative potential. And then our system operates on that negative DC potential. So you're, the cells are oscillating throughout the system. Yeah. So when like you're talking about 
Mickey, you were saying you obviously what we refer to often as grounding and and getting outside and with all of our daily conveniences and protections, we're not doing that as often. And we, I think a lot of the struggle here is just the research and support and the allowability of conversation around this type of thing. But we're seeing a kind of a surge of, pun intended, a surge of recognition of how important grounding is and being in nature. You're how does that you said or you can get in front of your device we're not probably able to spend the amount of time that would be significant every bit helps i'm sure but we're not able to go outside and live life probably the way we were originally intended to energetically your device helps with that process is that am i on the right track with that just a couple minutes say we've got united airline pilots come in fly to china and back and they're they have jet lag and they can sit in front of the machine even five minutes, and they don't have to go home and sleep for eight hours. The level comes back. That's a negative DC potential. Okay. And so that's a simple fix. So what are some of the other things that people are experiencing other than jet lag that might be coming in to see you and, and use your machine? Well, uh, a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. What I found personally, my parents both had arthritis, very a lot. My mother's knuckles were swollen to the point she could not hold on to an orange. Mm-hmm. And they went to Mexico and got all the shots and everything, the pills. And But my arthritis completely went away. And I had, I didn't really have much wrong with me because I was active electronics, running in and out of people's houses and carrying things and active. But I did have a little bump, BB-sized bump in my eyebrow that had been there for years. And after about 30 days, it dissolved and went away. And I go, wow, if I have any kind of toxin buildup in my system, which I probably do, then if it dissolves and go out, goes out of my system through the liver, kidney, and lymph system, then that would be a good thing. And so we had a, a guy came in with his wife with terminal brain cancer, and she had tumors throughout her brain, and they said, there's no hope. And she, she was willing to do anything, so she sat in front of the machine. And within three weeks, all the tumors were gone. And another guy came in with in his 70s on insulin for two years. I'm sorry, insulin for 10 years. And he used it two minutes a day, five days a week. And in 60 days, he was off insulin. That was a type two. And so we were off and running and started selling machines all over in the local area. And then they started telling their friends. The next thing we're in 48 states and 57 countries. But the cancer seemed to be the most spectacular. People sent home to die, the pancreatics coming in and taking their intestines out and putting them back in and say, you're gone. It's spread all over the body. And within two to three months, there's nothing wrong with them anymore. And the tumors, the lady in Gilcrest had a grapefruit size in her abdomen. And it took about three months. The tumors had to soften before they got smaller. And then they just went away. And the eyesight, we're having like a field day on that stuff. Cataracts, eye floaters, macular degeneration, glaucoma. Glaucoma is just tubes plug up, pressure builds up in the eye. And we started doing studies and to find out exactly what this thing would do. But people had more energy and they were sleeping better. Pain, that was like, wow. They had pain for years and now they don't, they tell me they don't have it anymore. It's the energy Mm -hmm. level. It's just incredible. Arthritis, lupus, 
melanomas, carcinomas. We've had movie stars in here. They're just like anybody else. They get sick too, and they get well. And we don't say it does everything, but it does one heck of a lot. And over the 21-year period that we've had the units on the market, we've had nothing bad occur. Okay. And just to be clear, this is the great thing. This is the, obviously, there's no claims that this machine will do any of these, but these are direct stories and experiences and patient, or not patient, but client testimonials that you've seen firsthand. Oh, yeah. 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 There's thousands and thousands of things. We were doing so well. Discovery Channel was here. They wanted to do an interview and we were getting pretty big. We were pumping units out the door. We got people working in here. It's like UPS is one day. You look, you're going to have to get a forklift and all this stuff. And next thing you know, the FDA comes in mm-hmm. and they go, do you realize what you have? And I go, yeah. And I'm an electronics guy. I'm not a doctor. Uh-huh. And uh, we had completed a bunch of studies, the Mayo Clinic and Penn State and testing anti-aging and depression, anxiety, all these studies. And they go, we don't allow a cure for cancer in the United States. And I looked at them and I'm thinking, what? And they go, we're, we're going to let you run for a little while, but after that, you cannot do this anymore. And so they left. And hmm. I thought they were just full of crap. How can they come in my store? I pay my taxes and right. I, I do everything right. And uh, so they came back and they said, we're here to see if this is fraud or a medical device. And I go, okay, here's my records. Here's our clinical studies. And I'd spent hundreds of thousands of dollars, IRBs, IDEs, MDs, statisticians, double-blind studies. I did it right. And they go through everything and they go, this isn't fraud. This is a medical device. And so they left and then they deemed me a class one medical device. And what that means is that's life-threatening. We're not like cotton swabs or we're more like cotton swabs and rubber gloves. We're not like something that could you could die. And that's right. not what we had. We had nothing bad occur. And that was in 2007. And so I get a letter. They said I killed somebody in Seattle. Yeah. And so we hired a private investigator. We not, had nothing bad occur. We get a certified death certificate. This guy died two weeks before we shipped the machine. Hmm. And we oh, give wow. him... UPS shipping records, MasterCard receipt, dated and signed, uh, certification of the practitioner, S shipping records. I get them on the line. I go, how do you kill someone that's been dead for two weeks? They said, Mm -hmm. Gene, it's possible. If you continue to cure cancer, we're going to throw you in prison and we're going to fine you 1.2 million and we're going to take everything you own. So I had to hire an attorney out of Washington, $7,500 retainer, 600 an hour. We changed the name of the machine from the Vibe machine to the Quantum Pulse. We put warning labels and stickers on it. We told the practitioners not to make medical claims, mm-hmm. forwarded it to the FDA. They laughed at me on the phone and said, good luck selling machine with no claims. And they've left me alone since 2007. <laughs> but I feel really bad to know that I could help so many people with no side effects and they wouldn't allow it. Yeah, but- that's mm-hmm. sad. Do you, Gene, does this machine sell overseas or internationally? Yeah, we're in 57 countries. Okay. Any problems international? It's all fine since you changed the quote unquote claims of the machine. When they came after me like that, they forwarded, there's an FDA version in every country Mm -hmm. and they're all connected. And so they forwarded that to all the countries. 
And we got some we got some letters, emails in from other countries, Canada, Australia, to name a couple, Spain. And we had to comply with their regulations, but mm-hmm. we did. And everything is pretty much blown over. Let's put it that way. That's awesome. Okay. Hey, Gene, I would love to hear just a little bit more about some of your studies that you did with the Mayo Clinic. People really respect the Mayo Clinic. And for some people hearing things like that, they're just dipping their toe into energy medicine, energy devices, if you will. Some of those studies that you did in some of those other medical, with some of those other medical facilities. Okay. First, we started with, we did some testing on plants down in Tucson and Arizona with Dr. Catherine Creeth and Dr. Gary Swartz, Andrew Weil. We were using geraniums, energy frequency testing. It stimulated the plants, leaves, stimulation of growth. We got a 50% increase in growth in, in poinsettias and other plants. We also tested water down there, pH. We tested viscosity and surface tension. The machine does not change the viscosity. I'm sorry, it does not change the surface tension, but it changes the viscosity, which means when you use the machine, the blood will flow easier throughout the corners throughout and your lymph throughout the body. So then we hired a MD to do a study on anti-aging. We testing P, uh, DHEA, calcitonin, and free radicals. And we set up a group three and a half minutes a day, three times a week for three weeks, a total of nine times. And we had a 25 to 30% change in the correct direction of DHEA, calcitonin, free radicals. Those are all indicator, indicators of anti-aging. So we could make the claim it is an anti-aging device. So then I hired a guy, Dr. Glenn Ryan, at the time he was working for Max Factor, and we got a DNA sample out of Chicago, and we did DNA unwinding, rewinding, vibed it for two minutes, and it tightened up the DNA, which is another sign of anti-aging. And then Dr. Gary Schwartz said, uh, he, he was just doing one of the studies, and he said, have you ever thought about doing a study on emotional issues? Mm-hmm. And I go, no, is that a big deal? And he goes, yeah. So we're having results in this anti-aging study on emotional issues. So we did a 50-subject study using the machine, three and a half minutes a day, three times a week for three weeks, a total of nine times. That's just a number that I picked. And we did a what they call a Zung test and a state trait anxiety test. Those are 300 questions, subjective, pre and post because there's not a physical test for emotional issues, bipolar, schizophrenics, mild depression, major depression, bipolar, just across the board, emotional mm-hmm. issues. And after the end of nine sessions, we had a 50% drop in overall symptoms. That's huge. Wow. Yeah. Now they just, they were filling out some paperwork every time. And then what were they told? They just came in and, and sat in front of your machine. Like how was that? presented to the emotional issue subjects well they like i say a zung test and a straight trait, state trait anxiety test are the two uh questionnaires that we use and they're 300 questions we did that at the beginning and at the end of the nine sessions okay overall it it really works well on emotional issues so <laughs> we were doing some other testing and it, it is for example 
if you're in an auto accident or some kind of childhood trauma that occurs, you might have neurons in your brain that are more conductive than others. Mm-hmm. And so we went ahead and I bought an EEG and we did some testing right here at the store. But it takes the high highs down, the low lows up, like the depression, it mm-hmm. raises the baseline, and then all the neurons are firing so that they're evenly conductive. So after you use the machine, you tend to be a little spacey the first hour, which is normal. But after that, we have college students that use it to ace tests because you'll re-remember things because it starts to connect everything. Oh, okay. and, and they're all at the same level. It's really cool. Nice. I got to sit in front of that now. Have you ever done yeah. any um, tests for oxygen metabolism to see if there's been an increase in oxygen metabolism? I have a pulse ox. We check, but they're like 93. They'll go ahead and use it. It'll come back out at 97, but that's just on a pulse ox. I, I haven't done right. metabolism. No. Yeah. Just because we just recently did a uh, podcast on ozone, but when I was really researching that, one of the ideas behind that is that people, one of the books I read is that people who tend to get diseases and stuff are usually have really poor oxygen metabolism. So they do this breath thing before and then have them exercise and do another breath thing and they can measure their oxygen metabolism and see that increase. So I was just, it seems like this would help with oxygen metabolism from just hearing what you're saying. It seems like there would be a extreme benefit. Yeah. Any, uh, and that kind of jumps into my head too, with the methylation process of the blood that has any, is there any correlation within your research that's come up in any type? Have you done any of the, you said you, you understand that the DNA is affected. What about actual blood structure? We have not done any testing on that. Uh, we, we have, it will break the, it will break the cells apart. So they're all free floating mm-hmm. so that you don't have this coagulation effect. You can see that under the microscope. Yeah. What is that called? That's called dark room something. What is that called? Dark field muscopracy. Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen that with some of the PMEFs where that's, they're all congested together. It's putting the cattle, herding them, all the cattle together to take them to the slaughterhouse. And then all of a sudden when they're exposed to that, these cells are scattered and they're able to vibrate at their normal frequency. That's pretty crazy. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. We have not talked about spin. So there's something called spin, clockwise, counterclockwise spin. And after I've done a lot of research on U.S. Trade and Patent Office, USPTO.gov, and certain pharmaceuticals are patented with a directional spin so that the drug or pill can assimilate into the body. So it's important to have the correct spin when you create frequencies. And you have to have the right amplitude or volume. So the levels have to be correct and the frequencies have to be on the money. Just like when you dial across a radio station and say, for example, 850 AM, if you're at 849 or 851, it does not come in clearly. So you've got to be on the money. Spin can be affected. The water in the body, all of Omoto's work, I'm sure you're probably familiar with that, how being around any type of geometry can affect the water in the body. Geometry Mm -hmm. being trees or mountains or scenery, Mm -hmm. anything that those structures can go into the system and set an imprint on the water in your system. Mm -hmm. With the correct spin, with the correct geometry, so you can add geometry. See, what I learned early on, you could also take, you could take 
pharmaceuticals and imprint them into anything, into steel, into phenolic, into Lexan, into window screen, whatever. Once I learned you could do that, I could say I could imprint penicillin, for example, into this, and it would transmit the frequencies of penicillin. I really didn't want to do that because not all people need penicillin. Right. So uh-huh. I found one thing that people could use, and I imprinted it into the system. Do you guys care to take I a guess? Know. Uh, yes. uh, <laughs> I want to know, yes. I imprinted, do you know? I don't. Okay. Probiotics? <laughs> <laughs> I imprinted no fear. Oh. Yeah. And so that people can turn worry into wonder. Because I think huh. that we're trapped into a system mm-hmm. that is capable of controlling the masses through the use of fear. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it's a worry into wonder. But it they'll come out of that room and... I don't have to preload anybody. And we get some days we'll have 150 people a day come through here. So there's a fair amount. And they'll come out of that room laughing, crying, smiling. They'll do an emotional dump. Mm, And then they tell me that they're getting better. So emotional issues, the tense up uh, of what's going on in their system, they tend to relax. So Mm. anyway, that that can be done and, and it is being done. It seems like that. It seems like in general too that this is this. It, when you harmonize the body, you're going to get a natural shift too from more of a sympathetic nervous system state to a parasympathetic state, which also would facilitate uh, that relaxation and getting your brain waves to a, a state. I think actually on your website, did you talk about alpha state? Did it talk about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm curious since you you brought that up. So I've seen devices before, especially when you get into like homeopathics and uh, there's a lot of some machines out there that can do some allergy stuff and coding of different things into these vials, if you will. And the one thing I always wondered is how did they measure that frequency to be able to put that frequency into a computer? So like, how did you measure to be able to come up with the frequency of no fear? That's a trade secret. (laughs) <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. We'll keep it at that then. But I am really curious about that. <laughs> and, you go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> I've received some things over the years from people that have worked for the government and they say, see what you can do with this. And mm-hmm. they'll bring me geometry. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, oh, okay, this is crazy. So <laughs> I... I got this one. It was a simple piece of geometry. It was like a series of circles, like three three circles wide, tall by six circles across. So a total of 18 circles. And then on the left end where the three is on, there was a counterclockwise spiral with about two and a half, three turns. And on the right end of the other three, there was a clockwise spiral with two and a half, three spins. And I took a couple of cups of water, styrofoam cups, and I set one on top of this spiral. And I the other one I just set on the table and I waited two minutes and then I drank the water and it changed the taste of the water and it changed the, basically it changed the water. Mm-hmm. And I drank the other water and it definitely, you could tell the difference between the two. So mm-hmm. then 
I took the experiment one step further and I retracted the ballpoint pen and I drew that series of six by three circles with a spiral counterclockwise clockwise on the paper, set another glass of water on there and, and the, the other water not on just on the table, waited two minutes and you could still taste the difference. So I took this one step farther and I thought that pattern onto the paper and I did that experiment again, you could still taste the difference, but not as much. And at uh -huh. that point, I realized that thoughts are things. Uh -huh. So you can energetically change. <laughs> so I go, what is the circles? So what it <laughs> is, those circles are what they call a waveguide. And in, in electronics, we put up satellite dishes. Remember the big ones that we used to go yep. up the eight footer, 10 footers. And in the center, they had these rings of the dish and that was called scalar rings. And then behind that, they had this throat that L and A and L and B or an L and C was attached to. And that throat was called a waveguide. So mm -hmm. if you imagine those three by six circles, those are the ends of some long tubes. So you're looking at the ends of something. Mm -hmm. So this example is telling you that you're restructuring energy at a molecular level and it's affecting your system. Yeah, that's amazing. It makes me think, I'd be curious, because I'm curious about, I have so many other questions, and I know, Amy, you probably have a lot too, so I'll stop asking. Yeah. But so the like Rife, the Rife machine's been out for, I don't even know how many years now, 40, whatever years. And those, that was the first time I ever heard of a device that had very specific frequencies and like a list of them, like it's a book of them. But those, I think, are based off radio frequencies. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts on the frequencies from Dr. Reif and how radio frequencies versus these other frequencies affect the body. Okay. That was back in 1964. He was out of California. He bought a microscope at that time, about $250,000. He took a cancer cell out of cancer tissue, out of people that had cancer. He took a function generator, dialed across the frequency range till he started to see the cell start to oscillate. Then he increased mm -hmm. the amplitude or volume until the cell exploded. He was able to cure 17 out of 17 people. At mm -hmm. that time, he published some frequency charts of different frequencies. But the problem being, solid state did not come into play till 72, 73. So that was tube type technology at the time plus or minus 20% off the shelf. <laughs> so if you were to buy a tube and transmit at that time, say 10,000 cycles, it could be off at 12,000 12, cycles or 8,000 cycles or somewhere in between. And if he published a frequency on a warm-up time and you're using solid state and it's a plus or minus 1%, 2%, 5%, if you're off one cycle and you don't have a $250,000 microscope, you increase the amplitude, you blow up the cells, you do damage in the body before you've even known what you've done. Mm. So they're very dangerous because you've got to be on the money and nobody wants to spend the money to buy that type of microscope. It seems, like, seems too like radio frequencies. Those aren't naturally occurring in the body, right? So it seems like yeah. it's not a match. It doesn't seem like a match to me versus right. they're the other lower level radio waves. Yeah. And when you were talking about geometry earlier, it just made me think about, and I'm curious about the waveforms, because I don't know how important the waveforms to you are. 
And and 20, I believe that's like Hertz is like sacred geometry. So I'd love to hear just your quick thoughts. And I know we're running low on time here, but I'm geeking out and I love mm-hmm. uh, being schooled. So I, I'd love <laughs> okay. to hear, hear your thoughts on that. Unless you're a very schooled healer, the average person cannot tell the difference if they're running 528 or they're running 440 or whatever frequency they're running for an extended period of time. It, the body is more complicated than that one frequency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the average person really cannot tell. And they're not going to, I think you have to look at this, the body as a system of all of these energetic organs that are running and the brain is communicating down and telling them, giving them the signals, but no, the 528, the average person just cannot, they can't, they can't get their system. If you're going to run, what levels are you going to run the 528 at? Are you going to use tuning forks? Are you going to use audio? What is it going to, what are you trying to accomplish here? Because not all your organs run on a 528. It's more of a balance of the whole system. Okay. Okay. And is, is everybody running it? Does everybody have that frequency or is it individually based too? Like, how do you know what somebody needs? And well, is that why your machine does multiple all at once? Okay. Yeah, you have to cover bands because they're so close. So if you're covering ranges or bands, then you're able to hit it. Okay. And if, if you're not on your, it's like a cell phone through a brick wall. It just misses you. It's wow. not relevant. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, if, if those of you listening, if your brains aren't ringing right now, it's, I love hearing really smart people t- that are passionate about what they do talk about it. It, it really exci- is exciting. And you've been a wealth of uh, information. Yeah. Thank you. I think we have way more content to um, delve into with this. And um, we may do some follow-up questions with Gene, if that's all right. Where would somebody find you, Gene, who would be interested in finding out more or being able to utilize your machine? We have a website. It's called thequantumpulse.com, T-H-E, Quantum Pulse. And we're in Greeley at 2329 West 10th Street. The name of the business is Electronic Analysis. We have a machine here, nine to nine to four, Monday through Friday. You're welcome to use it for free or a donation. Mm-hmm. Our phone number is 970-356-9594. Okay. Well, that's amazing. And are you are and you're able to go to your website and look at the machines that people can purchase as well? Yeah, they can call in on that. We lease machines, okay. we sell machines. And we suggest people try it first and see that if they get results that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. And if, if it's something that's serious, like life-threatening, or they've got a long-term pain or something like that, they can lease a machine in three, four, five months or whatever. If their problem goes away, then they can return it. So we, we have options. They can buy them. If they're out of the country, then we have to sell them outright. But it's your call. But best thing is to try them first. There's also a list too of people who have bought them that you, there's a resource on there. So you could look up somebody in your state to see where a practitioner is that actually has one in their clinic that you could mm-hmm. call up as well, Gene. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Gene. And I hope that got you guys thinking out there and gets curious about it. And there's, and again, the term biohacking and all the different 
cool stuff that's going on, really educating yourself on some of the differences and the depths of what they work and how they work is, is really important. So I hope that you found something very fruitful for you and some little gold nuggets today. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, Jane. You have brought a wealth of information and lots of developed questions that are going to continue here. We appreciate you sharing openly with our audience and our listeners and look forward to continued information and sharing for folks who are curious. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thank you, Jean. And for all you guys listening again, please share this podcast. Podcast can talk all of a sudden. This podcast for <laughs> as many of your friends, families, and loved ones. And as always, reach out if you have any suggestions, ideas, or questions. And thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. Thanks. Thanks for arranging this, Brian. This was fantastic. We You're will welcome. see you shortly for the next podcast. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey friends, thank you for tuning in to the All Things Good for You podcast. Please note, any information, experiences, ideas, or opinions discussed today are for educational and thought-provoking purposes only and not intended as medical advice. If anything piqued your curiosity, please consult with your doctor or personal medical professional. And if you're enjoying All Things Good For You podcast, hop on over and leave us a five-star review so we can continue delving in and providing great content. Thanks again, and we hope you're inspired to stay informed and responsible along your health and wellness journey.